Hello, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to episode nine of Bag Check Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about bonds. But before we get into that, we have an interesting article to discuss. And we're going to talk about how our stocks did this week. So what's up with y'all? How was y'all week? Can't complain, man. Week was good. Yeah, got that extra day off on Friday. Yeah, um, man. Shout out to... Speak, uh, speak for yourselves. Shout out to the hurricane. Did your power go out, Kaus? It went out for... Uh, it went out briefly Friday night. Okay. But I wasn't home, so... Yeah. We lucked up this time. Yeah, definitely. No power outage. So let's talk about this article. Uh, MarketWatch.com announced there's going to be a realignment in the stock market. A few consumer discretionary stocks, such as... Netflix and Disney will be moving to the new telecommunication sector and a few tech stocks such as Facebook and Google will be moving over to that uh, telecommun- telecommunication sector as well. So how do y'all how do y'all feel about that? I think the telecommunication sector will benefit drastically. Like it's been underperforming for the past few years. Mm-hmm. So now you're bringing in over some heavy hitters. So you're going from a what was it a two percent percent of the S and P to like ten percent now. So hmm. I think the impl- implications of it for telecommunications and investors, you'll see yeah. a a large shift. I want to see into how that that's, Yeah, I want to see how that's going to affect the ETFs because uh, communications ETF will definitely be more valuable now. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's some kind of like underlying reason why all of a sudden they're just finally deciding to break down the the technology um, industry, especially considering that each, like basically every company in the technology industry could yeah I feel like, like go to a different industry yeah, at this point. The, the names that they pick kind of kind of could have like picked them out of a hat. Like Amazon could have easily been in uh, the new telecommunication sector as well. Right. Or Apple. Right, because they all do so much. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't, it just wouldn't make sense to just put them into one other industry other than the technology industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think they were I think they were just really trying to break it up just because tech was getting too big and they just want to get ahead of it before it got like too big because mm-hmm. it, it had twenty six percent of the market. Yeah. So that number would have kept growing. Yeah, but now it raises the question of what makes a tech stock a tech stock then? Yeah. If you can't diversify your business, then. Right. Eventually, the tech sector will it cease to exist? No, nah, I think I think they're just gonna, you know, they might do realignment in the future. I think it was just getting too big, so they just picked these names out. Let's put you in communications or whatever. Because yeah. if 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 they were doing it literally by the definition, Apple should be in that telecommunications as well. Yeah, or it could go in any like. There's just so many different industries it could have gone into other than where did it go? Telecommunication? No, no, it's still, it's still in tech. Still in tech, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Google and Facebook left tech and now they're in. Um, so they chose three of the like the hugest technology companies and put them into different, like all out of, like it was three out of fame and there's only five different companies. So they took three out of five basically and put them in different yeah. industries. That's going to be pretty interesting to see how that plays out um, and how that affects ETS. So that's going to uh, take effect in September. Mm. So we're just going to keep watching that. Mm-hmm. And then, I have to sell my tech um, ETF. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then, um, so let's look at these stocks, how our stocks did this week. So I started off, I had a pretty good week. I gained uh, 7.4%. My biggest gainer was Zebra. I picked up $15 in the past two weeks. Square Cash picked up $2. And then International Paper dropped by $0.17. Cents. So went from a total value of $223.49 to $239.94. Hmm. Okay, in my corner. Um, yeah, I took a little bit of a hit. Um, negative 1.5%. Uh, so my total went down from 244 to 240 and I think the biggest one that took a hit was the SQM which was at 55 and it dropped down to 47 Apple's still going up yeah they put the team on their back so all my stocks took a hit tragic all of them sheesh (laughs) I had the biggest drop this week, 2.16%. So, yeah, everything went down. MJX, Alibaba, and later. So, what can I say? Hmm. Second week in a row. Second, wow. There's nothing but up at this point. (laughs) Or is it? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) All right, so that was our stocks. Let's get into these bonds. So the official Investopedia definition of a bond is a fixed income investment in which an investor loans money to an entity which borrows the funds for a defined period of time at a variable or fixed interest rate. So to break that down in simpler terms, a bond represents a loan payment. So if you purchase a bond, that means that whoever issued the bond owes you like you're they're indebted to you. So Basically, in simpler terms, a bond represents a loan. So when you purchase a bond, that means that the issuer, so whoever um, issued the bond, they owe you a debt. Right. And then the reason, the purpose of bonds are the bonds are issued by companies, municipalities, states, and governments to raise money and finance a variety of projects and activities. So say if Apple wanted to raise money to create a new factory, to create the newest iPhone or, or whatever, or the state of Maryland wanted to raise money to um, create a new highway system. They would issue bonds out to people in order to raise this money. Yeah, instead of going to um, like a, a bank or something. Mm-hmm. Right. And to fund wars, that's another big one. Right. Yeah. So uh, the breakdown of a bond is um, when the company issues the bond, at face value, which is like how much they're asking to borrow, and this is usually done in multiples of a thousand dollars or a hundred. And um, uh, the lender, like being you and me or whoever is loaning the money, uh, would loan the money at face value, which is the price that they ask for, but with interest, which is also known as a coupon. And then, um, like they issue it over a matter of a specific period of time, so like after like let's say five years this company will have paid you back the face value as well as the coupon and 
you know, you've made a little bit of not only your money back, but the the interest. Yeah. So say if they uh, if the face value was a thousand, the coupon was five percent the first year, you would get fifty dollars back because that's five mm-hmm. percent of a thousand. Then the next year, you would get five uh, percent of that one thousand fifty, and so on and so forth. Right. And you would get that uh, the total amount of money if you held it for the total uh, maturity of the bond. Mm-hmm. But it gets tricky when you sell it early and stuff like that. That's right. when you can lose money. Right. Yeah, and I think one, <clears throat> one thing that I thought was interesting was that the face value isn't necessarily how much the bond costs. So even though the face value may be 1000 and that's what you get at maturity, mm-hmm. depending on interest rates, the the actual price of the bond could be more or less than a thousand. Right, I and think that's they what call people... it like a premium or a discount. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So a premium is when the bond is trading for uh, more, more than the discount, more than face value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, the exactly. discount is when it's trading less than uh, face value. Exactly. So now we're gonna uh, look into some of the advantages and disadvantages of bonds and how to buy these bonds. So what would you all say some of the advantages of bonds are? Well, I know that whenever, you know, I'm I'm buying a bond, I'm collecting a check, um, you know, every period mm-hmm. that the that the company's paying me back. So basically it's a fixed income. Mm-hmm. It's guaranteed payments that are happening. Yep. Going off of that, it's also lower risk. Mm-hmm. So um the volatility that you get in the stock market is lower mm. so you don't have to worry about well of course the company could still go bankrupt but right. one interesting thing to note is that bondholders always get paid before shareholders right so that's another advantage i would say and even if the company something happens they still gonna owe you that money so you're gonna get paid back mm-hmm. somewhere like if you have a stock the company goes bankrupt that's it like exactly it's over for you and like for the government sometimes they call that a a risk-free investment Mm -hmm. just because if you issue money to the government there's almost a 100 percent chance that you'll get that money back Mm -hmm. just because of the fact that the government can always tax its citizens to uh, bring in revenue Mm -hmm. as opposed to a corporation who doesn't have that Mm. so what, what would you say are some of the disadvantages of bonds Mm, they have what is called an interest rate risk, which mm-hmm. is like basically when you bought the bond, um, like let's say if you bought the bond at like 5% and then interest rates, like they go up. So you bought the bond for like 5%, but the, the market interest rates are like 7 or 10%, which is something crazy. But like you basically are missing out on that amount of money that mm-hmm. uh, you could have been earning. And now your bond is like worth less. Mm-hmm. Yep, and going off of that as well, um, because it is lower risk in general, you also aren't going. You don't expect to get the same return that you would with a stock. Hmm. So I would. I don't know if you consider that an advantage or a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. But for yeah. me, as a risky investor, I would say that's a disadvantage to bonds. Mm-hmm. But they say you're supposed to diversify and always have bonds in your portfolio. So. And they're like inversely related. So in general, when the stock market goes up, bonds tend to uh, 
give a lower return. Whereas yeah. where stocks start to fail, well not fail, but do worse than usual, then bond interest rates tend to go up. Mm-hmm. Right. Because when the stock market is doing bad, then people will be putting their, uh, more people will be putting their money in the bonds market. So mm-hmm. right. they can have more leverage. And another thing that I thought was interesting about bonds is like they come with an associated risk rating. So you can actually purchase uh, uh, what they call junk bonds mm, or yeah. high yield bonds. So these are companies who are probably like already bankrupt, right. like doing terribly. Yeah, I think it's like I think the highest bond rating is like a triple triple A. Triple A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing to watch out for. Yes. Uh, company's rating. Yeah. So when if you see a bond that's rated with like a B or lower, then you should know that that uh, the risk for that investment will be pretty high. Yeah, but it tends to come with a higher coupon rate. So yeah, if you're willing to take that risk. Yeah, but at that point you might as well be looking at stocks. I'm just <laughs> so true. <laughs> well, um, so how do you buy these bonds? The simplest simplest way to be invested in bonds to get a little diversification in your portfolio would be acorns because in their portfolios they automatically invest your money in bonds for you so you don't have to do anything all right so another way that you could get invested in bonds is by buying a bond etf so we have the iShares core us aggregate bond etf which is uh, the ticker is AGG, and then the Vanguard Total Bond Market ETF, which is BND. And I'm looking at the five-year graph for this iShares Barclays Aggregate Bond Fund, and it's five in 2013, March of 2013, it was $98, and it is currently sitting at $106. It has a little little bit of up and down, but it's pretty consistent throughout. And over five years, it gained only $8. So that just shows how steady <laughs> the bond market is. Hey. One interesting thing to note when purchasing bonds through um, ETFs and mutual funds is there's almost no way to know the maturity date. Right. So if your goal is to have a bond and purchase it and know the exact maturity date, that's just something to be aware of. Right. Hmm. And then the last way, and this is the this is the most difficult way, would be to buy bonds through a financial broker such as Charles Schwab or TD Ameritrade. And you can you can buy these on these platforms. You can buy these bonds yourselves, or you can consult with a professional financial consultant to help you buy bonds. Now we're going to look at the comparisons between bonds and stocks. So we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but we're going to get into more detail about the differences between bonds and stocks. So what's the key differences to you all between bond and stock? The biggest one for me is that we touched on it in the first episode, but whereas the stock represents equity in a company, mm-hmm. the bond represents a debt mm-hmm. or a loan to a company, whichever whichever way you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, to me, it's just the... The less volatility in the short run for a mm. bond as opposed to um stock you know because like stocks they will fluctuate like on a daily basis within minutes or seconds so um you know a bond is a more like guaranteed kind of like fixed kind of means of income yeah i would say for bonds for people like uh, for people our age i mean yeah you could have bonds right now but if your goal is to hold these stocks like for the long long run like 
20 to 30 years, like it would be best, better off for us to have more invested in stocks than bonds. All right. Mm-hmm. Like bonds are definitely the safer alternative. Mm-hmm. Much safer. But it, since it's much safer, you're going to get a lower return. Um, also, you can have them to stabilize your portfolio a little bit. Yeah. Right. And that's so. why um, that would be like the only reason why, you know, mm-hmm. us at our, at our age would want to use it to mm-hmm. like, you know, then diversify I'll, it a little bit. According to the thebalance.com, an ultra aggressive portfolio for investing will be 100% stock. Moderately aggressive would be 60% stock. 40% bonds and then conservative would be 50% less than stock. So I would say for me, the ideal will probably be around 80, 80% stock, like 20% bonds or yeah. 70% stock, 30% bonds. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds about right. But if you're about to retire or something, you'll probably want to have like around that 50%, 50-50. Yeah, maybe less than that. Mm-hmm. Just because you can't, if, if the market crashes and you have like Fifty percent, or if you have like seventy percent of your portfolio, then and you, you know, basically you, lost all your yeah, retirement yeah. money. Pretty you much, to keep working. Pretty much, <laughs> you know. So. I think bonds are a cool investment. Mm-hmm. You know? Another thing to look out for um, that we didn't really touch on that much earlier would kind of be like the ethics. You know, how you said bonds could be used to fund war. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you may get a a good payment out of it, that would mean it's something that you should do. You know? Right. If you don't believe in it. Funding other people to lose their lives. Yeah. So that's all we have for today. But I'm going I'm to leave you all off with a little quote from the urban philanthropist and businessman LeVar Ball. So <laughs> oh, it was Lord. an article on Bleacher Report. <laughs> and he was talking about how his son LaMelo was playing in Lithuania. And also his son Luangelo. And they were talking to him, and they asked him why he went there. So LeVar Ball said, go to a small place where you got the buzz. Don't go where they got 20 other things going on, and you just another little pea in a pod. So that's just something to, that's just something <laughs> to think about, you know. You could apply that to your work life, professional life, relationship life. You know, if you don't feel appreciated, go somewhere where... There's um, not too many of you. Yeah, where you can add value and mm-hmm. um, where people will appreciate you. Where you know? stand out more. Don't settle for less. I get what he's saying. No, I, I agree think, with you. I think Levar Ball is always dropping gems. Yeah. Always. He's always on some antics, but you know, there'd be a little few gems here and there. Yeah. Gotta take him for what it's worth. Face value. Yeah, I like it. I like that one. Yep, so that's it. Uh, We'll see you in two weeks for episode 10. Peace out.